Hello, welcome to How to Scale a Business podcast. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome Chuck Harris with Stockpilot. Chuck is the CTO and co-founder, and Stockpilot is a um, is on a mission to connect the common investor to working with experienced traders through the use of automation. They are lowering the barrier to entry. And Chuck, I'm very excited to have you on to talk about your business and how you are scaling things. Welcome. Awesome, Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pretty, uh, My pleasure. pretty excited. Yeah. So um, to start, can you share um, about yourself and how Stockpilot got started? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'll give my personal background first. So I kind of grew up as a technology enthusiast, as you said, um, started programming in high school, kind of fell in love with it, did lots of independent projects, stuff like that. Um, and then in my professional career, kind of moved into finance where I worked at Vanguard for several years. And that's where I kind of started learning about finance and, and kind of grew my interest. Um, and then as far as like the start of Stockpilot, so uh, it's it's kind of twofold, actually. So on one hand, you know, being technology and finance, I always thought like a trading bot would be cool to make. Um, and then I actually have my partner who will come in. But basically, uh, through the timeline, COVID happened, right? And the pandemic start, and we saw a pretty large uptick of uh, traders online, you know, in these Discord groups, everyone's stuck at home and, uh, you know, there's a bit of money being printed. Um, so there are a lot of people trading. So um, basically, with my partner and I, we saw this opportunity to kind of fill that gap. You know, the market was pretty prime for this. Um, so we took the leap and tried it. And, and I guess to kind of take it a little bit further, right, um, apart from like COVID and this, you know, unique opportunity from the pandemic there, we also saw a longer term fit for this type of service to where there was kind of gaps left by, by uh, in, in the current industry, if you will. So we're looking to kind of, kind of solve that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so in your um, job and field of expertise, do you come across any myths, common myths that you have to debunk or things that you have to kind of educate people on to have a better understanding of of your work or your your industry? Um, sure, sure. Yeah. So one thing I'll say, just at least the, the norm in the industry right now uh, in the finance world is to uh, push common investors towards passive investments. So things like index funds, mutual funds. Um, and part of what we're doing is trying to show people that there are other ways to invest your money, um, specifically by focusing on uh, active strategies, um, things like options and futures contracts, like uh, which uh, have an expiry and, and do require this active management. Um, and I, I don't know if I would call it a myth per se, but I think many people don't or aren't familiar with these types of investments because of that norm you see in the industry. Um, so we're trying to we're trying to introduce more people, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And so that's a gap that you're seeing that um, Stockpilot is is trying to fill is to give people that opportunity to both invest in them and and learn about it as well. Yeah, that that's correct. Right. So the current norm in finance uh, would be passive investments like these index funds. The reason being, you know, they're relatively safe and you can get fees very low uh, because they don't require active management. Therefore, uh, it's a good fit for a lot of people. Uh, what we're trying to do is bring active strategies in more diverse asset types to uh, more people, if you will. So specifically, like I said, options and futures. Now, when you look at the current state of the industry, these types of strategies are typically only offered by hedge funds. Uh, the reason being they do require that active management uh, but the problem we saw is that 
these hedge funds have uh, you know pretty stringent requirements to join. So uh, capital requirements are usually on the order of, of several millions of dollars. Uh, and then even if you have that type of money, the fee structure is very high. So uh, usually you'll find like a two and 20 type model where they're charging 2% of assets under management on top of a, or a along with a 20% performance fee uh, based on anything they gain. So we're trying to eliminate that high barrier to entry um, by providing our service through the use of automation uh, as a, a flat monthly subscription model. So now we have, you know, common investors, people, uh, I guess, like myself, that would, you know, now stand the benefit from this diversification. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, because then people can have a really firm idea of what to expect in terms of costs. So as they jump into it, it's, you know, maybe less daunting of like, oh, what this, you know, what this fee could be. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, right. That makes sense. But a little bit easier to plan. Um, and then just to kind of take it a little bit further, like comparing, uh, you know, typical passive investments, you know, you look at the current economic landscape, economy uh, is on a downturn, right? So all these indexes are, are trending downwards and investments are, are mostly losing money, actually. Um, and that's where we believe that these active types of strategies where you can uh, benefit from, say, shorting a stock and, and you, you know, gain value if it loses uh, value um, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think that, that we have a, a good gap to fill uh, with those types of things. Fantastic. So I think you touched on a little bit with the pandemic, but what kind of changes do you see in this industry happening, you know, and with, um, you know, the the economy shifting? Um, But what kind of changes are you seeing in your industry or since working, you know, or since the pandemic? Sure. So one thing that I've noticed, and my financial experience is relatively limited, but one thing that I've noticed is, uh, you know, a lot of times with investing, people think of stocks, they think of bonds and stuff like that. And even the larger institutions, a lot of times uh, their their, uh, kind of portfolio, the asset allocation is is around equities, bonds, and cash. Now, what's interesting is with the pandemic and all the other geopolitical factors going on, uh, what we've seen is is both the equities and the bond markets are are actually uh, down, which is abnormal. So in, in normal, I guess, economic conditions, uh, those two asset classes, but equities and bonds, tend to have an inverse relationship, which would mean if equities are doing poorly, bonds would be doing better, and thus you would average out and still be relatively okay. I think the unique thing occurring right now is that, that that's not the case. These two uh, asset classes have decoupled, uh, and it seems both, both markets are down. Now, uh, what I think is interesting is there are still ways to make money, but just with other asset classes. So options are are, are relatively coupled with the equities. Um, but what we've been seeing is a shift towards uh, most of the profits are being made uh, in, in futures trading and specifically uh, in, in commodity trading as well. So I think when you have, you know, an economic downturn uh, like like this, a lot of the, the money or capital in the markets tends to centralize or, or consolidate uh, around the commodities like oil, corn, like things that are pretty fundamental uh, to the worldwide economy, right? They're, they're, those things are still moving uh, and thus they're still, uh, you know, market share to be had uh, for investments in those spaces. Very interesting. Um, yeah, um, that's very interesting hearing your insight on that. Um right. I wish I had, you know, more to, <laughs> to ask about it. <laughs> um, but I, I would love to hear from your business building perspective about, um, you know, what that experience has been like bringing your business, you know, to the public and um, uh, what kind of challenges or obstacles you've overcome in, in, in building it. 
Sure, that that's a, a great question, and that journey is still in progress. So right now, we're a little under three years, maybe two and a half into it. So I will say the first kind of progression has been a lot of a lot of development. Um, so we built the full application almost entirely in house. So there's a, a very large time commitment uh, to that. Um, but then additionally, just uh, kind of identifying our, our market fit and kind of how we fit in. So if we go back to the beginning, we did kind of start off in the pandemic time. Um, and it was relatively easy to get connected with customers because, like I said, everyone was home. Everyone's, you know, online trading because there's nothing better to do. Um, and this this was good timing. So fast forward till now, uh, a few years later, and, and like we said, the, the economy has changed, right? So the cost of customer acquisition has increased um, and, and things are, are a little bit harder to that sense. Um, so that's one of the kind of major, I guess, challenges we're uh, navigating right now is really how to properly demonstrate our value when, uh, oh. you know, it's not as easy to convince a, a customer to sign up for, for this type of service. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of like, speaking to customers, can you share with us a little bit about what have been some really effective ways of getting your um, company in front of potential customers and what has been really great um, way for you to promote uh, Stockpilot? Sure. So I will say just fundamentally, our business works on a B2B type of model, and that's kind of where we've seen the most success. Um, so, you know, reaching out to various clubs or wealth management organizations in the space, kind of pitching them the uh, the idea how it's helpful to diver diversify. Um, and then from there, we're able to work with them um, and they can kind of offer our services in conjunction with their financial expertise. Uh, we sell this to their clients um, and we've seen a lot of good traction there. Um, but I will also say that even through those avenues, um, a lot or some good meetings, I guess, have come from from word of mouth from people using the service, you know, um, have actually uh, landed a pretty large client through someone who was using the service, but through another like trading club, if you will. Um, they really liked it and they actually took it back to another club that they were a part of, um, pitched it and we actually, uh, you know, landed a pretty big client that way. So that was really cool. Fantastic. You know, we're, like word of mouth is always a necessary part to building a business because it just speaks to happy, happy clients and customers um, okay. and them just wanting to share uh, the good experience they're happy, having with your company. Um, I wanted to ask too, um, is there any exciting projects or releases or events that are coming up with Stockpilot that, um, that you want to uh, chat about? So actually, funny you asked, one of the things we're working on is a new, uh, I'll, I'll call it a corporate website. So, uh, you know, the, the core feature set is about there, but we're releasing this brand new website. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, a lot more information. I think really this will help increase our credibility. So when we do reach out to new clients, especially in that B2B space, uh, they kind of see we have uh, some some value behind us. We've demonstrated growth over the years. Um, and I think that uh, I think the whole team's pretty excited for that release. That's yeah, that's fantastic. I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, how, um, you know, because credibility is like such an important thing when you're um, as a company is to show clients that what's a way that you can demonstrate that to um, potential clients? And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that in your industry? Sure. I, okay. So, I mean, my industry specifically, like fintech, but there's always money involved, right? I think credibility is very important here. I think it will different from industry to industry. Um, for us, I think that the biggest factor has been 
really being able to demonstrate we're going to bring the value to the customers that, that they're expecting. So on one hand, you know, like we work with these traders, one thing we found that is beneficial is to offer like a, a free trial of sorts to where, you know, that we're asking people to invest a lot of money. They, of course, don't want to earn their hard earned money. Um, so we present them with a way where they can trial it actually in a simulator. They can get exposure, make sure everything makes sense before they commit. Um, and I think that that really helps the credibility. Um, and then additionally, you know, once you've kind of maybe convinced or, or sold someone, I think a big thing is uh, just com communication and answering questions, you know, whether it's like customer support or, or maybe there's a, a small bug that needs to be patched, like those things happen, right? And just being accountable, um, communicating effectively. I think all of that go goes a very long way. So. Totally agree. Yeah. Customer support, I think, is always a big thing, especially with, you know, finance and um, and, and, and that because people just want to know they can reach somebody and, and you know, that someone right. will help them out. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about what are the day to day operations like in um, your position and um, in your business? Um, sure. So for, for me personally, uh, I, I spend a lot of time with kind of uh, two things, either development and like system design, stuff like that. Uh, and between, you know, just general planning around like marketing and, and long term goals, I guess, of the organization. So, you know, planning when we ramp up or ramp down B2B outreach, like kind of coordinating uh, some of the different marketing avenues with the release of the website, stuff like that. Um, and then, like I said, my background is technology. I've actually coded about 90% of the system myself. Um, so I always have a lot of, uh, spend a lot of time there, uh, if you will. So uh, part of that too, uh, I mean, coding, right, for one, but also planning for uh, scalability as we grow, making sure the systems can keep up all that, all that good stuff. Oh. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, that's great to have uh, both the skill in the finance and the coding side. I'm sure that that's really uh, helpful. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, as we're nearing the end, can you share with us your vision for the future for Stockpilot, what you see maybe in the next year and beyond? Sure. So re realistically, I do think growth will slow by nature with the economy. Things are just kind of slowing down. Um, but longer term, you know, next five years or so, I, I expect to see the user base increase. And I, I want to see more people in the kind of common investor space be more educated uh, about these types of strategies. You know, I think many people don't don't know that there's other ways that they can invest or they just aren't provided access. Um, so I would really like to see just kind of, I guess, word spread further and people learn that there are other options and hopefully see, you know, a shift in the industry to reduce fees for everyone and just kind of help, um, you know, provide more access to these uh, more exotic asset types. So. Awesome. I love that. Um, uh, that's fantastic. Um, so uh, before we go, Chuck, uh, can you share how people can either stay connected with you or anything else you'd like for people to know about Stockpilot? Oh, sure. Well, you can always visit the website, stockpilot.app, and then uh, feel free, anybody, to reach me directly at chuck at stockpilot.app. I'm always looking for you know feedback, questions, uh, good, good or bad, or anywhere in between. Uh, just love uh, information. So, <laughs> sounds good. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us about Stockpilot. And for those listening, definitely check out their website and uh, uh, you know visit and learn about these uh, unique strategies. Um, and just stay tuned for the for the growth happening for Stockpilot. Awesome, Bridget. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.